0: Hey friends, I'm Molly B. And I'm Molly Reed, and we're friends who
1: love to read and talk about it. Welcome to Book Club with Benefits, a judgment-free zone to talk about all things romance, smut, and reading, where the only rule is no No shame.
0: So grab your favorite book, A Delicious Cup of Something, and come cozy up with us. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Molly Reed. (laughs) Hi, Molly B.
1: How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. It's a great morning to talk about romance novels. It is
0: a great morning to talk about romance novels.
1: So excited to be here. I am also (laughs) excited to be here.
0: Especially, like, I know it's too early to start talking about the book, but especially with what we've read this week, I am thrilled to be here. Yeah.
1: I'm so excited. Me too. Me too. Me
0: too. (laughs) Okay. But first, but first, what are you currently reading, Molly B.?
1: nothing (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that was such a big reveal (laughs) i feel i I feel shocked (laughs) shocked to your Mm -hmm. core no i have been in such a slump this week um the only book i managed to read is the book we are talking about later which was fantastic and i can't wait to talk about it But I would love to tell you what I've been doing instead of reading this week. The reason I'm in a slump. Uh I have been obsessed with the show Welcome to Wrexham. Have you heard of this? Oh oh my god. (laughs) Yes,
0: I have heard of Welcome to Wrexham. It's like Ryan Reynolds and... Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney
1: bought a football club in Wales and... It's this whole docu series about trying to turn this club around. I have become a soccer fan, okay, like overnight. Okay. <laughs> this week, I'm so okay. invested. I, Dylan and I, wa- I think it's like 18 episodes or something. <laughs> Dylan and I watched all of it in like five days. Oh my
0: god, Molly. I,
1: <laughs> I have cried while watching the show. I have been like. Cheering on my couch watching these games that actually took place like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Molly,
0: I have a, like such a silly question to ask you, and I feel like you're gonna say yes, obviously, but you've seen Ted Lasso. Oh, yes, okay, yes, oh, okay. okay, great, 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 great. <laughs> I was so nervous for a second I, there. It's very I Ted Lasso, Lasso, right? It is, yeah, and
1: like I did think it was funny because there were certain things like at one point. I think it was in like the first episode they were explaining the process of like getting relegated yes. versus getting promoted. I was like, I know, know what this is <laughs> cuz I watched Ted last. <laughs> but I know. I've been I've been so obsessed with this show and therefore just have not picked up a book. Like, all <laughs> oh, week my god. Because oh my god. Cuz I've just been So but we are done with the show now. So oh. I will hopefully get back into reading <laughs> this week. Wow, I I'm so happy about this And that you've been enjoying it That sounds so nice Uh,
0: And I feel like those two Like dudes are so funny
1: They're so funny I love it The amount of times they're referred to as just like Ryan Reynolds and his friend (laughs) Or whatever is so funny to me But anyway So that's what I have been up to Instead of reading But I would love to hear what you've been reading lately.
0: Um, Well, I don't have anything as exciting as that. Um, (laughs) I, oh my God, I haven't really been reading either. I've been doing a lot of rereading this week, but I did read two things that I want to talk about, one of which is not a romance novel. Okay. But I read I'm Glad My Mom Died by Janet Je- McCurdy. <gasps> so good. Yeah. That book was fucking incredible. Yeah. She did such an excellent job of writing Oh, that my book. gosh. I'm, I'm like, wow. Anyway, highly recommend it. I I know yes. you've read it already, but mm-hmm. I loved it. And then and – <sighs> so that's one thing that I read. But um, in the romance genre <laughs> – Um, Katie Robert, who wrote the Neon Mm -hmm. Gods series, has a series that's Disney retellings, but it's, like, villains. Fun. And I'm not a Disney girl, like, Mm. at all, really. But I did, I was intrigued by a Disney retelling. Um, Mm -hmm. And I read one this week that was, I think, Jasmine and Jafar, Oh, that's fun. Which was fun, to say the <laughs> least. <laughs> to say the least.
1: I am very into the concept of, like, Disney reimaginings mm-hmm. where the villain, like, is the love interest. Like, yes. um, Emily McIntyre has that series like that, too. Oh, yeah. I only ever read the first one. Right. Hooked.
0: Hooked. I, I read Hooked. Was. I read Scarred, too. I think I read Scarred, too.
1: I have Scarred sport. downloaded on my e-reader right now, but I have not read it yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's only so much I can stomach a Disney retelling. Like, I like when I know that it's a Disney retelling.
1: Okay, yeah. I, like,
0: when I, I... like This is kind of how I felt, like, going into Akatar when I started reading it. I was yeah. like, this is just Beauty and the Beast and, like, big yeah. eye roll. But it, had I... Had it been marketed to me that way, I might have like eye rolled less. Like I don't like to be surprised yeah. by a Disney retelling. I guess
1: I, I get that. I read like a mafia book once that it was like once I got into it, I was like, "This is Beauty and the Beast. Like th- <laughs> yeah. this is a Beauty and the Beast retelling," and you didn't tell me that. Right? Like, like she's in the library
0: like, and there's a rose. Exactly. And you're, like, what? Ex- like it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a lot, and I was just like, I didn't sign up for that. But when you're right. telling me like. This is a series of Disney reimaginings. I'm like, all right, sign me up. Right, I can get (laughs) into the mindset. Oh my god! Right,
0: all of this to say, this is this is an off pod related thing. But (laughs) yesterday, Zoe and I were in the car and we were driving, and the car Mm -hmm. in front of us had a bumper sticker that was in Disney font, and it said, "Powered by bitch dust." (laughs) What? (laughs) And Zoe and I have been like, what the fuck does that
1: mean? Well, I was going to say, what does that even mean? What does that mean? I have so many questions. So what many questions. What does that mean? What is bitch does? Where did you buy Where that did and you- why?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and it looks- I don't like that. I don't like it either. Anyway, we're getting so off topic. But I didn't like it. I was confused and I didn't like
1: it. I was a little scared. I felt a little I felt scared. felt a little afraid. <laughs> oh and this was a a riveting reading update for <laughs> us talking about like one romance novel <laughs>
0: sometimes uh, we're doing, we're doing great. great we're doing great <laughs> if it helps i have been like swiping around my e-reader a lot and being mm-hmm. like that's a book i could read and not downloading it that's what i've been doing
1: a lot of there you go yeah, yeah. so if it for me a lot of exploring. i have like a stack of like a, you know, a, a metaphorical stack of books that I'm really excited to read mm-hmm. in the next, like, week or two because I haven't been reading all week.
0: Because you've been watching Welcome to Wrexum. <laughs>
1: because I've been watching nothing but Welcome to Rex. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. It would be...
0: It's so funny that this isn't, like, a sponsored ad for Welcome to Rex. No.
1: No. Just... Just my life this yeah, week. Yeah, just vibes, straight vibes. <laughs> just, yeah. just an update. <laughs> uh, so there's that. There's that. Um, <laughs> Should we jump into our question? God. I guess. God, we are. <laughs> I guess we're done I here. guess we're done
0: <laughs> with that update. Um, yes. So we reached out to um, our followers on Instagram and asked for questions. And this is one of the ones that someone submitted, which is. What is something that happens in a romance book that gives you the ick? Either like about mm. the male character, <laughs> LOL, I'm sorry, about one of the lead characters. Right. <laughs> um, or the love the interest, love interest for, <laughs> per se. Or um, about like an author or like the book in general, mm. et cetera. And I have one lined up if you're okay, not ready. Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. I cannot stand how people write children in books. Yes, because yes. they either have obviously no concept for like what information a 6-year-old knows and mm-hmm. they're having 6-year-olds say things that are like either like way too little like way right. too like goo goo gaga or it goes up to like they're saying things, and you're like, "That is something an 18 year old doesn't know." Like people yeah. will write children with no
1: concept. There's nothing I hate more than when it's like a four or a five year old giving the like the single parent the like wisdom they needed yes. the whole book. Yes. To like Like, I'm like, there's no way. There's no, there's way. no way that this baby is telling you that right Right. no I I completely agree with that I hate it it,
0: like immediately pulls me out of a book it makes me so bonkers bananas Mm -hmm. like frustrated and like sometimes they write teenagers to be I'm just like they'll be like this is a 14 year old and the 14 year old will be like mommy my tummy hurts and you're like that's
1: not that's not what they're doing right (laughs) it's just like oh god
0: it drives me up a no.
1: lot. Oh, I completely agree with that one. And it,
0: like, it makes me want to DNF a book. I'm like, I can't.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: love a single parent book. Yeah. I love, a like, parent finding love and someone falling in love with, like, the lead and also mm-hmm. with their kid. I think it's one of my favorite tropes in romance. But it just makes me bananas when they write a kid so age-inappropriate. I'm like you've obviously never met a child before right
1: (laughs) have you ever seen (laughs) a child child. (laughs) I'm wondering as you're saying this I'm realizing how much I prefer when a single parent book is like a literal baby yeah under one yeah and I'm wondering if that's why I prefer that because you can't mess it up no like (laughs) they like you can't mess it up No, that's a good one.
0: Like I was reading a book the other day and there was a kid in it that was like seven or eight and they were talking. And I was like, my niece and nephew can have this conversation and they're two and a half. Yeah. (laughs) So like we gotta (laughs) be bumping up. Yeah. Anyway, it drives me bananas. (sighs) So that's my contribution to the question that was asked, which was. What is in a book gives you the ick Now Molly B Love it <laughs> Turning the tables right to you
1: trying Give me a second to, I was like I'm trying to stall as long as possible
0: <laughs> Today on the podcast We asked a question And that question
1: <laughs> And that question is, is the following <laughs> <laughs> is It's like helping um, you? Like purred happily yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question And the question is this <laughs> i'm trying to think of something that i haven't already talked about because like yeah it comes up a lot like last episode i talked a lot about like men lying men lying in books is something where i'm just like get out of here i don't have patience for you (laughs) and i feel like that is a thing that comes up a lot like especially when it's like again particularly a man yes hiding something for your own good type thing i'm just like no no any any variation of a man making a decision for a woman because he thinks he knows better i'm like no no. yeah like also translating to like i'm breaking up with you because i'm no good for you and it's for your own good and it's like or give her a choice making decisions about
0: your the status of your relationship Without yes. me, fuck you. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. absolutely not. Yep. Absolutely not. <laughs> I said I already talked about this. I'm not going to talk about it. And then here we go. Well, started ranting also gonna about it talk About it
0: when we get into the book because there is a character in this book that behaves that way.
1: Yes. Yeah, I do feel like that's a big one for me. There's also like, there's little things. Oh wait, <gasps> no, sorry, I just saw it. Lightning point. has struck. <laughs> This is more of like an author ick. Yeah, like, like when an author is doing this, yeah, um, writing women who slut shame other women, yes! in books. I am dnfing. Like, I'm out. I'm fully out. Like, right? No, no, I don't have time for that.
0: No, I'm with you. I'm fully out. If that's
1: happening, and that's that's a big like author ick of like, I'm probably not picking up another book from you right okay
0: (laughs) i mean not to once again reference the shrek book but (laughs) there is like the i'm not like other girls Mm -hmm. like that energy in a lead like a lead especially obviously like woman lead or Mm -hmm. whatever i'm no not not interested
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay yeah that's that's a big one for me yeah i like that one
0: Mm-hmm. The only time like slut shaming in a book is acceptable is if it's like the villain of the book is doing it, and everyone is like "fuck you," right? <laughs> That's the only time right. it's acceptable.
1: Yeah, <sighs> I feel like the only other things I'm like, I'm thinking of little things that aren't like mm-hmm. we've talked before. Like I hate baby girl with every fiber yeah, of my being. Yeah, you do hate baby girl. And, like, but like, it's not enough to make me DNF. It's just enough to be like, yeah, yeah, I want to get out of this moment. <laughs> like,
0: how do I how do I eject out of this specific situation?
1: <laughs> um,
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any other ones, too. I mean, I know people love this. But like men. Who like murder people.
1: Oh, Is a big
0: ick for me Like as soon as And I feel like this has come up before on the pod And just like in conversation with you But like I don't like The the mafia books where it's just like And he's got a little dungeon in his basement Where he
1: Mm -hmm. carves people
0: up I'm like that is fucking scary Mm -hmm. And weird
1: (laughs) Yeah And like I've read mafia books That toe the line Of Mm -hmm. like I'm trying to figure out how to word this because I'm I'm definitely not condoning murder. Sure, but sure. like I've read mafia books that toe the line of kind of like they were protecting someone, right, or like yeah. at least having some remorse or like whatever. Right. That it's kind of like okay, right? I, like maybe I can you know work with this, but there are other times where like they're just killing, killing with impunity. Killing. I know, and yeah, and like
0: i don't know i fully respect and understand that people like to read that and i get the Mm -hmm. like there is an element of like um especially when it's a fantasy of like oh my god that you know like someone would go to that length for me like that Mm -hmm. is i i understand why people like it and i want people to read whatever the fuck they want for me i just get too caught up in like when will that turn around on me? Do you know what I mean? Like, when will the right. behavior you're exhibiting become behavior you exhibit towards me?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what I think freaks me out. Yeah, I like don't buy into the pretty words of like, like I'm do. You know what I mean? Like, I would never hurt you. I'm like, but you hurt people constantly. So like, yeah. at some point, I'm gonna be collateral damage. That's just how right. like my my brain operates. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I get that. Uh, I I just I get the ick with that. um I also get the ick when the like I love you comes too early.
1: Yeah, just like in life, and also in <laughs> just like kind of generally. I get this that translates ich. to real life yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I yeah, like when the I love you happens, and I feel shocked. Yeah, like I don't think that's not okay. Right, like I need to feel it with the characters of like, why haven't you said I love you yet? Type feeling, right? Not, not like what do you? Excuse me? What do you mean? Right, but it's kind
0: of how like we felt during Queerly Beloved when we were like, okay, you love Charlie,
1: but but why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Tell, Tell me why. why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this falls into. Ick, because I feel like this maybe is more just like, I don't know, more of just like disliking certain tropes. But like, yeah, I think that counts with enemies to lovers when things like happen too quickly. Happen too quick when I'm like, you hate each other one second, and all of a sudden you're like, actually, I can't live without you. Yeah, like, huh? I don't know. Like, like that's not. I don't know. I guess not fully an ick. Also,
0: on, there she goes. There <laughs> she goes. She's off to the races.
1: When, when it's enemies to lovers, uh-huh. but the whole premise of that is again, typically a grown man who just like can't articulate his feelings, so he pretends to hate you. No, like we. I am looking at them. <laughs>
0: Oh my God. Yeah. And Direct eye contact with the hating game
1: on <laughs> that Spanish one. Spanish love deception, too. Sorry. I'm going to get. I'm making enemies. <laughs> <for this episode. laughs> but, like, that's my whole thought with those. I'm like, yeah. yeah. You're a grown adult. And you have feelings. Fucking deal with them. It's quite yeah. literally like, I don't know how to tell her I like her. So I'm going to, like, pull, pull her, her ponytail. Hair. Yeah. Like, no, and yeah. I am. No. I I refuse.
0: I, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I also, like, okay, I think an added layer of that, maybe if we peel back the onion, like another thing I hate when it comes to books or something that gives me the ick is when, like, and I guess it doesn't have to necessarily just be in an enemies to lovers context, Mm -hmm. but when the only thing that either character thinks about is the other one. Like, there's no, like, emotional growth or journey that we're going on. There's no, like, Mm -hmm. inner demons you're dealing with. There's no, like, other context in the book. There's not, like, a conflict with a friend. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, when there's just nothing else at all outside Mm -hmm. of, like, every single thought they have is about the other person. Yeah. I'm like, okay, like come on <laughs> we right. can have i don't know a thought about like wanting a watermelon or like needing a, wa- a glass of water or like having to use the bath. just like a basic human thought we can like throw anything, in a- anything else right yeah right yeah
1: uh i feel like once i started on this now i'm like and another and another thing. one <laughs> yeah yeah oh, no these are
0: all good i think so too
1: I don't know if I can think of any others I don't know if
0: I can either At
1: least like off the top of my head Yeah
0: Maybe we'll bring this question back
1: Yeah But I I do think those were good
0: ones I think so too I think so too Oh (laughs) This one is so bitchy But I'm gonna say it Because I think it's kind of funny Do it Do it Um, Sometimes Other people that I know Reading a book Will give me the ick about that book (laughs) Like, people that I don't like. <laughs> I'll be like,
1: huh, okay. I actually don't want to read that book. Yeah. yeah,
0: no, I am.
1: Does it make you, if it's a book you already read, does it make you question if you really liked it? <laughs> like, well, if that person likes this book, <laughs> am I sure I liked it? Um. Yes.
0: <laughs> it sure does. Yeah. Yeah, there are a couple people that I'm like, "Mm, well, I hate that book now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what this is making me think? And I think this needs to be a question for another day. But like, like things that give me the ick that people do or say about romance Oh. <laughs> like about reading romance? Yes, that's
0: where my brain is going yes. now, and I think that's a whole nother can of worms. Um, that's next week's question. That's for <laughs> damn sure. I had a lot to say about that.
1: Yeah, we might
0: need to go there at some yeah. point. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: maybe when we talk about a certain author that we both hate, we can just make it a. Ha- it can just be a hate-filled episode.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I I do feel like this is all like. We're we're being fiery today.
0: Oh, <laughs> we're just yeah, like- it's because we started an hour and a half earlier than usual, <laughs> and I am not happy in the morning. <laughs> so,
1: bringing some attitude bring some to, the to, pod to, today. to the pod today. Yeah, <laughs> um, love it.
0: I think it like thematically works a lot with uh, the book we're going to talk about. Is having some
1: dude. It, it really does. Yeah is that our segue oh <laughs> it time
0: it's the best we're gonna do i think so
1: <laughs> i think i think it's time it's time i think it's time. to it's time. talk about delilah, delilah green, green doesn't, doesn't care. care i'm so excited <sighs> oh my god i, um, I just
0: want to take a centering breath
1: <sighs> okay
0: i'm ready okay i read this full book yesterday i want to say that
1: <laughs> can i say for context it's sunday i started this book on friday and was in a full panic that I was just like, I'm not going to get this book done. Yeah. Basically wound up sitting down Saturday morning and like pretty much read it in its entirety. I couldn't put it down. Right. But I had texted you then like finished it. I loved it. And you were like, cool. I'm 70 pages <laughs> in. I was like, thank God it was not just me this week. Yeah. Like
0: I know. Um, And like you couldn't interrupt your welcome to rec sometime. I couldn't (laughs) I was busy you were very busy this week um yeah I was it's so funny it's like we traded off like you texted me that you were like I finished the book and I was like I am sitting down to start reading the book at the exact moment (laughs) um so like you read it all morning I read it all evening yesterday amazing but um (sighs) Oh, my God. Will you do a synopsis? Where to start? Yeah. Will you do
1: a synopsis? Yes, I can do the synopsis. I was just going to ask if you wanted me to. I really, really want you to. I
0: don't think I could get through it.
1: Um, okay. So, Delilah Green Doesn't Care sure. uh, by Ashley Herring Blake. Yep. So, this book opens with, you guessed it, Delilah Green. <laughs> Delilah is an artist. She's a photographer living in New York in and New York. <laughs> <laughs> that was so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have sung in like every episode of the pod ever. Yeah, I can't stop singing. <laughs> at least something. I can't stop singing and I'm not good at it. <laughs> anyway, I love it. But okay, so Delilah, um yeah, she's a photographer living in New York, and basically at the start of the book, she has to go home to her hometown. Um, it's Bright Falls, it's a small town in Oregon, for her stepsister Astrid's wedding. Um, her and Astrid have a very strained relationship. Delilah's dad died when she was young. So she basically grew up just with her stepsister and her stepmom. Very, very Cinderella. Yes, yes, very like, you know, yeah, Cinderella esque. Um, But she grew up with her stepsister and her stepmom and just always felt like she didn't belong in their family, like, always just felt kind of excluded. So when she graduated, she basically left Bright Falls and, like, never went back. But now she has to go back for her stepsister's wedding because she is actually being paid to be the photographer for the wedding. So she has to be there for like two two full weeks of wedding festivities. Which I would like to discuss. (laughs) Yes. yes, I was confused and appalled (laughs) by the amount of wedding things happening. Yes. Um, So when she gets back to her hometown... The first person she runs into is Claire, who is one of Astrid's best friends. Um, They've been best friends since they were kids. Basically, Claire comes up to Delilah in a bar and starts hitting on her because she doesn't recognize her. And obviously, Delilah knows who she is. So you have this little, like, moment. So um, you wind up having this, like, basically... Delilah and Claire are obviously spending a lot of time together with all of the wedding festivities. It's Astrid has two best friends, Claire and Iris. So like the three of them as kids were always kind of excluding Delilah, but now they're all adults and you have this new dynamic between Delilah and Claire where they're like obviously very attracted to each other. There's a lot of chemistry there. And also as we start going through Claire, Iris, and Delilah are all kind of scheming to try to get Astrid to call off her wedding because plot twist, her fiancé, Spencer, is trash. Yeah, is, <laughs> and, is like
0: top-tier garbage.
1: Yes, Um. so they're like kind of scheming to try to get Astrid to realize that like she is too good for him mm-hmm. and there's like all of this um you also have other dynamics like there's a lot explored between delilah and astrid's like sister relationship mm-hmm. um claire is also a single mom so she has an 11 an 11 year old yeah i think named ruby Named ruby. Ugh, um i love, I love ruby, ruby. <laughs> <laughs> um as we just talked about the way kids are written in books right ruby is written so, so well. well she is 11 like that's an 11 yes. year old yeah But so, like, you also have, like, Delilah and Ruby getting to know each other, and there's a lot of, like, found family in this book, and (sighs) it's just so good. It just makes me Um, so happy. Delilah and Claire kind of start up this, like, no strings attached, like, fling. Um, They're, like, sneaking around, don't want anyone to know, and obviously that doesn't work and doesn't last. Right. (laughs) They, like... Develop feelings; they already had th- feelings. Everyone right? lives happily ever after, and it's so good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I feel like that was a little all over the place. It but was perfect. You did a great job. I think yeah. you got it all done. <laughs> Every
0: that's everything that happens.
1: <sighs> so Molly Reed, what are your initial thoughts um, on this book? I
0: loved this book.
1: I loved it. Oh, uh, it.
0: And this is this is a huge statement, but it might be my favorite book that we've done on the pod. Really? Um, Like, OK, I don't, that is a big statement. It's a big statement. And it's more like the book is wonderful and excellent. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone would like it and everyone can read it. It's not that the book did anything extraordinary. And out of Mm -hmm. and like out of this world that made me love it so much. It's just that I genuinely feel like it literally fixed something inside of me.
1: Mm. Like it's about
0: me and how I Mm -hmm. felt after reading it, as opposed to like, you know, it doesn't it's not like the priest trilogy where there's like clearly an intention to break down purity culture. That was like so stunning. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's a beautiful book. It just hit me at a time in my life when I needed it. Yeah. And so it is, like, so special to me, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I love that. Yeah. I, I, I'm I going to cry on the episode today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... I am absolutely going to cry while we talk about it. I loved it so much.
1: It's okay. We're here for it. Yeah, It's a safe space for crying on the pod. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: Molly B., your turn. What
1: are your thoughts? I also loved this book. I... I feel like going into it, like, I was just expecting, like, it's a rom-com. Right. Like, I was just kind of like, this is just going to be, like, a fun, fluffy yeah. book. And, like, this is in no way saying anything bad about rom-coms. I just no. often feel like they aren't books that stick with me. Like, yeah. I read them and I have a good time and I move on. Where I I loved this book. Like, I yeah, I just thought it was so well done And also, like, in the, what, like, 24 hours since I finished it, I, like, just keep thinking about it. Like, I don't know. I think these characters will stick with me for a while. I just, I don't know. I loved loved it. I
0: loved it. I loved it so much. I'm so happy to be
1: talking to you about it. Yes. Uh, Let's get into it. Okay.
0: Where do you want to (laughs) start? I don't know. I'm, like... I have this, like, thing that happened to me while I was reading it that I want to talk about. (sighs) Okay. I'm going to get very emotional. Okay. So, like, I have, for most of my life, been repressing my sexuality. Mm -hmm. Right? For most of it. (laughs) Percentage-wise. You know? And, like... I kind of, so once I started, once I like came out or once I like started feeling more comfortable in myself, I feel like I kind of assumed that all like queer women and NBs and folks that were in relationships had like already figured everything out. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. already processed through the like heteronormativity and the homophobia and all the self-hatred, like already gone through all of that and come out the other Mm -hmm. side. And like, I guess in my brain, the reward was that they were in a relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like you had to finish that task in order to be in a relationship. That's kind of what I Mm -hmm. I didn't think that explicitly, but I think like subconsciously. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then I like got into a relationship with a woman and like I in my real life I realized that like Zoe and I are still working through that stuff all the time. You know like we still talk to each other about the like heteronormative bullshit that like we think about and, and our like gender roles quote unquote in our relationship because we're, we're both femme but like I'm a little more mm. mask and like I end up doing like taking the trash out and th- we talk about like. The ways that that stuff still filters into like our relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, okay, this is all just set up. So like I have been avoiding sapphic romances as best I can for a long time. Mm. Because like originally I was avoiding them because I didn't want them to tell me something about myself. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And recently I have realized that I'm still avoiding them like, in a lot of ways, without really thinking, like, without really knowing that I've been avoiding them, you know, like, kind mm-hmm. of subconsciously, and it's, I think, a holdover from that time when I was not out and repressed, you know, it's, like, a, a thing I still, it's, like, a muscle I'm still working, I guess, like, the, I'm avo- I've been avoiding them and not looking at them and not reading them, mm-hmm. um, and I've read a few, obviously, but, like, s- I don't, No, I feel like it kind of morphed into this fear that it would tell me that I I was I've been lying to myself, too. Like, Mm. it's like I can't win. You know, I went from Mm -hmm. being like, I'm avoiding them because I don't want them to tell me the truth about myself. And now I'm like, I'm avoiding them because I don't want them to tell me that this truth that I found is not true. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, all of that to say. I read this book and cried the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like every minute I was just like, this is. (sighs) It just broke through something to me where I was like, I don't have to be afraid to read these books. And like I'm living my real life every day in Mm -hmm. a relationship that I don't I'm always like we don't have a roadmap for but then I read this book and I was like oh my god like they exist I just have to read them and find them Mm
1: -hmm. so I just
0: feel like I don't know if I'm making any sense or if I'm just rambling no you are you are okay I just feel like so grateful to this book and to the like our podcast for and to like you and to me for like I kind of backed myself into a corner where I was like I w- on the podcast we have to read queer books so I'm gonna read them mm-hmm. and I just feel like it has healed a really big thing for me and I don't know I'm just very emotional about it now oh man I told you I was gonna <laughs> cry I just loved it
1: I love that yeah. like I just I just love that for you so much and I love romance is just so cool i know it's just like it's so cool to find these books that are so healing and that we can see ourselves in so much and are so like revealing to ourselves in such a like healthy and loving way yeah i just yeah and when like
0: the world is so shitty right now not to like get political but like the world is so shitty right now and it's just Mm -hmm. it was just so fucking soothing to read a book about two women who like are so into each other and falling in love Mm -hmm. um and to feel less alone in that experience i guess i don't know i just loved it yeah
1: i also love and i like i don't want this to come off in like like i'm not to put words in your mouth but i feel like this book in particular i feel like there aren't those like like sometimes in queer romance there's a lot of those like pain points yeah and this book was just so joyful like there was just no, there was no homophobia there was no pain. have that yeah it was just queer people everywhere in this book and they were all just like existing happy, and thriving and existing and like right there were so
0: many moments where I was afraid that it was gonna get there were there would be more homophobia in it. Mm-hmm. Like I was nervous when, and this is like jumping to the end. But I was nervous at the end when she and Josh were talking, when Claire and Josh were talking, that mm-hmm. he would say something out of his ass or like, yeah. you know. I, I was nervous, but it just never happened, mm-hmm. and it was such a fucking relief for me. Yeah. Anyway, so that that's that. my big breakthrough that I
1: had. I love that. I love that for you. Yeah. I'm really happy. Anyway. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for...
0: (laughs) I don't know. I'm just so grateful to you and this, like, thing we've created. And I... I know. I'm like, I know we set out to, like, reach even one person and make them feel better Mm -hmm. about, like, reading romance. And I didn't... I just feel like I keep being the person that's changing because of this. And I didn't expect
1: it to... I, it, I I didn't, didn't expect, expect it to that be either. Me, you know, like the books we read and like the conversations we get to have on the pod like as cool as it is to think about people listening and getting something out of it, yeah. like for you and I it's like I just I don't know. It's unreal. It's un- like- it's unreal.
0: <laughs> I get so much out of it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, let's talk about let's Delilah, talk about Delilah. <laughs> oh my god I'm obsessed with Delilah Green
1: oh my gosh she's so cool she's so fucking cool <laughs> like she's such a badass so but badass is also I I love characters who like from the outside are that like you're so cool just like such a badass like whatever but like when you're in their head and in their perspective like she's she's so soft and so like she's so sensitive and yeah. tries so hard not to be and I just I relate to that so hard I just love her yeah I like, love her too the whole book I just wanted to like hug her <laughs> and I know just be like you're oh okay like you can admit to like wanting to be loved and that's okay like yes Molly,
0: that scene where Ruby hugs her and she's like, I don't think that I've been hugged in a long time. I was wrecked. I was wrecked. Her and Ruby's relationship,
1: I love it so much. So much. So much. Yeah. And especially with Delilah's character of how closed off she's made herself the fact that it's an 11 year old little yeah. kid yeah. who like was really the one to start breaking that down like
0: oh my god I mean the I scene the scene where like Claire and Ruby are kind of fighting it's the beginning of the book and they're outside of mm-hmm. the bathroom over and the Claire's, dress like put the dress on yeah yeah and um Delilah goes into the bathroom with Ruby and like fixes the dress mm-hmm. and comes out I was like that is so hot that's such a hot thing for her to have done yeah it's a hot like i don't know like if i'm claire if i'm claire i'm I'm ruby's mom i'm like salivating about that behavior yeah
1: and especially because it's so early in the book right like it's literally like the day after delilah got into town right like there's been hardly any interaction yet right between delilah and claire except for like the little flirting at the bar before she knew it was delilah like i don't know i i loved it i loved it
0: so much oh i love it i love delilah's like i mean i just loved her journey in this book um and i loved her art i loved how much her art was like a Mm -hmm. part of the book and um i want to like I genuinely as I was reading I was like how can I find these photographs I want to look at them her
1: art and this is a thing that I think like the author just does so well like her art was so vivid so vivid like for art that doesn't actually Exist. exist that I can't look at with my eyes I feel like I can picture those photographs so clearly so clear and i just think that's such a cool thing to be able to do in a book i agree
0: i agree i also loved like speaking of the author and the art i felt like this book was so queer like Mm -hmm. all of the like the people she interacts like the um the show at The Whitney is like yeah. queer voices and like mm-hmm. just like the way the author talks about like women and NBs and like just everything yeah. about the book felt so like centered in mm-hmm. queerness. I really liked that too. Yeah. Yeah. I just love this. I book loved it so much. much. <laughs> I'm like literally speechless sometimes about it. Um do you wanna talk about where do we go from here? Do you want to talk about Claire? Do we want to talk about Astrid? I feel like maybe
1: we should talk about Delilah and Astrid. I think so too. First, I think so too. While we're on the subject of Delilah, Delilah. yeah,
0: their okay, their relationship journey being like mm-hmm. kind of central to the plot. Like, I I loved how Delilah slowly like it chips away at. Astrid's two best friends. Like she slowly spends mm-hmm. more and more time with Iris and Claire, and like yeah. gets to really be like close with them throughout the book. But how? Mm-hmm. But Astrid still kind of like sits apart from that. Mm-hmm. And then the like, I don't know. I loved that the resolution is her and Astrid having a breakthrough.
1: Yes, I just I loved that part. Yeah, so much. So like for context, we're like, at the end of the book, Delilah has left town. We have this, like, third-act breakup moment. And she has this big show at the Whitney. And I was reading, waiting for Claire to show up. Right. Like, I was like, Claire's going to show up at her show. They're going to have their big reconciliation. Uh, right. And whatever. And I was and waiting then,
0: for all of the art to just be Claire.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. But then Astrid was the one that showed up. And I... Loved that. Like, I loved that we resolved their relationship first. first. I lo- I also love, because I feel like, like, with only, well, not only, you get Delilah and Claire's point of view, right. but, like, between Delilah and Astrid, with only being in Delilah's head, I felt like, in the beginning, we're kind of setting it up as, like, Astrid's the evil stepsister, right? you know? right she's mean to her you know whatever and i love that as the book goes on like you realize where both of them kind of went wrong in their relationship yeah. and both of their experiences are so valid and yeah. like it's not that either one of them is right is at fault right. or yeah or like right like they both realize where they could have done more or yeah. like where they kind of like their relationship went astray a little bit and like they have to work together to bring that back like I don't I don't know I just I just loved it
0: I yeah I agree I loved it too I that's one thing I really loved about Claire's perspective is like mm-hmm. we got Astrid from a different angle yeah with Claire's perspective because and Claire is like talking about her friend and how worried she is and has so much mm-hmm. love for Astrid that it, I feel like it, she really evolves in her own way throughout the book to us, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, this is all reminding me of, um, Delilah's tattoo. I was like, yes, but she has this tattoo the- that's a storm inside mm-hmm. of a teacup. Um, which is a phrase, I guess that I hadn't heard before, or maybe it's not a phrase. Um, but the idea is like sometimes things feel huge, but they are small. Mm-hmm. right? Um, like a storm feels huge, but you realize it's just inside of a teacup. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's about like perspective shifting. And that's just such a good thesis for this book, I think. Like, yeah, the idea that for so long, Delilah was holding on to this one vision of of how she wanted her sister to behave towards her. And for the actual conflict and the resolution to be that Astrid was doing the same thing Mm -hmm. just with different expectations, I thought was just like chef's kiss. Beautiful. And it's so real. That is such a human Mm -hmm. experience is that you and someone else just don't know how to love each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a human experience. I just, yeah. Like,
1: they just have to learn, I don't know, they they just, they have to learn how to, like, be part of each other's lives. Right. I also love, like, I feel like this book handles the topic of grief so well without being... About grief. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not a book about grief. It's not sad. Right. But, you know, Delilah is very wrapped up in, like, she lost her dad really young. And her mom. And and her mom yeah because her mom died i think when she was like 3 yeah right mm-hmm. and then her dad married astrid's mom and then died like 2 years later um and i feel like she had wrapped up a lot of her grief in like her relationship with astrid then like that was where a lot of the strain was where yeah Like you also have to consider Astrid just lost her stepdad and like she was the same age and also didn't know how to process that grief and also didn't know what to do with herself or with Delilah. And like I just love the way all of that is like processed throughout this book and they finally talk about it and like and it's so I don't know. There I mean at the time that this is all
0: happening They're both kids and then teenagers mm-hmm. And it's so accurate to the teenage Experience right like yeah that Feeling that like no one else has Ever gone through what you're going through mm-hmm. Is such a like 15 16 17 year Old feeling yeah And like it's so well done how that feeling like extrapolates out through your life. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's whatever, twelve years later, and they're both still so tender about that time, like we all yeah. are. I don't, like
1: hanging on to those like teenage those teenage feelings. Hurts. hurts like, yeah. yeah. Um, okay.
0: On a less serious note, I was obsessed with Delilah calling Astrid ass.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yes, that nickname.
0: <laughs> every time she used it, made me laugh out loud.
1: I I loved it. I loved it's it was so funny. I, it's so funny. <sighs> is it time to talk about Claire? I was gonna say I want to talk, talk about Claire. Claire. <laughs> I
0: love Claire.
1: Claire is just so sweet. sweet. She's so sweet. precious. <laughs> like I just love her. Mm-hmm. I love her relationship with her daughter. I love her relationship with Iris and Astrid. Obviously, I love her relationship with Delilah. Love her relationship
0: with Delilah. She owns a bookstore. She owns a bookstore. I was blown away in that scene where they're like, um, I think it's like before they make out for the first time when they're like laying Mm -hmm. in bed together because there Mm -hmm. is a one, only one bed trope. I was going to say the
1: surprise one One bed. bed trope Sent me. I was so happy. I was so happy.
0: I was like, oh no, there's only one bed. What could happen? Um, But while they're in bed, like talking about their lives. And um, when they're talking about the, like Delilah coming back to town and seeing Claire and Claire being the subject of like some photos and, and being a moment where she realizes that she is an artist.
1: My jaw was literally on, on the, the ground. ground. I, yes.
0: I was blown away by that.
1: I loved it. Yeah. I loved
0: it. It had such potential to be creepy. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. And it was like um I don't know, like the way that Delilah's character was like, well, obviously I never like did anything with those photos because I didn't right. have her permission. I was like, mm-hmm. oh. <gasps> Phew thank god (laughs) God. (laughs) Um, bless up but yeah (laughs) I just thought it was so well
1: done it it was so good I also love so this is very much subplot and like not the point of the book but I do love the way that Claire and Josh's relationship for context Josh is the father of her child Mm -hmm. I love the way that their relationship develops throughout the book. Cause like in the beginning, he's just come back to town. He's been kind of a flaky parent for the last like 11 years, but he's like trying to be better and trying to make an effort. And like, they have a lot of growing pains in this book, but by the end, like it's just such a healthy co-parenting relationship. And I realized As someone who loves the single parent trope, I don't think I've ever read that in a romance novel before. Like, it's always either the parent, like the one parent is totally absent and just does not care about the child at all or has passed away. And I feel like there's never like a... Or is the like, or it's a second chance romance. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I feel like we never have like, there is another parental figure here that is part of this dynamic and like right they're actually trying to work together to like give their kid the best life like I don't know it was just so refreshing to read yeah I just loved it I loved it too I
0: also loved like the kind of contrast between Josh and Delilah as like Mm -hmm. Claire's potential partners because there's kind of a through line at and it's a very sh- like small undercurrent I guess of like Will Claire won't Claire with Josh Like yeah because they've I- Been on again off again kind of and Yeah um he like leaves town And comes back to town and leaves town and comes back to town And um so That the threat of them like hooking up Is kind of there mm-hmm. Um and you have some Jealousy and you have some from Delilah From to, Delilah yeah But I loved the way that josh just becomes so background Mm -hmm. to claire she's just like mad at him and she has every right to be mad at him for most of the for most of the book and it never there's never really it never develops into anything
1: yeah and the just just, contrast can we talk about iris punching josh in the the face face?
0: (laughs) best moment of the book
1: and then his daughter comes out and it's like, oh, oh did Ann Iris finally, finally punch
0: you <laughs> in the face? Yeah.
1: I was laughing so hard.
0: Yeah. I agree. I, I was like pretty, I got kicked in the stomach when he said, I'm never going to be good enough when they were camping. Mm-hmm. And then he like takes their daughter to like a hot spring. And Claire is kind of like rattling with that. You know, like, Mm -hmm. is rattled by that. Oh, this is something I wanted to say about this exact situation, actually, is I was kind of blown away that, like, we didn't, we weren't there for the resolution of that conflict. Like, they have that moment. And then she and Josh have a conversation, but you only hear about it from Delilah's point of view. And she's busy talking to Ruby. So, like, We, it's just not relevant for us is like if they they obviously they resolve it and we're
1: we don't That's an interesting point Yeah that I hadn't really thought about that like we observe a resolution happen but like we were not a part of it. Like we could have been in Claire's perspective for that.
0: Right, but like this the story like this is what was I think like kind of blew my mind too is like the story isn't about Josh and Claire. So like it right. doesn't matter to us if they If and how they resolve their issues.
1: I feel like that makes a lot of sense that that happens on the camping trip now. Because I feel like that's almost where the shift. Like Mm -hmm. there's definitely a notable shift with Claire and Delilah's relationship on the camping trip. Of Like this is not just like fooling around. This is not just for fun. Like, you know. Oh, my God.
0: Molly. Oh, my God. When Claire is crying in the tent. And Delilah, and she opens says, the "What tent? do you need from
1: me?" Oh my God, I was freaking out. Cause, sorry, I'm gonna like get into a whole thing. Cause it's also just literally the whole. This book is literally called "Delilah Green Doesn't Care," and the whole thing is that she has built herself up as this person who just doesn't, doesn't care about anyone else because no one has ever cared about her, and right. that's her. That's her story. That's the
0: narrative she's telling.
1: Yes, like that is how she has protected herself that's how she copes but like it's just so evident of like how much she does care like how much I don't know I just I just loved that scene so much that
0: scene so much and I loved like I loved the roller skating and the pizza and I love it was so cute (laughs) it was so good oh my god I'm gonna cry again just about the roller skating Oh, I loved them. I loved them so much. I loved the way that Ruby and Delilah connected with each other Mm -hmm. through art and how it wasn't forced. Like, I feel like sometimes in a single parent book, like, there's a little bit of, like, forcing the issue on the part of the, like, external partner. And it just was so natural between the two of them.
1: I also love, too, that, like... Delilah wasn't like placating Ruby right, or like right. babying her like she was just like no she's super talented and like yeah I I want to like talk to her and about support this her and, like help her with this and like I just thought it was so good I also wait going back to the roller skating yeah her whole because this again this is where we've kind of had the shift of like they can't really pretend that they're just that this sex is just anymore, casual right. anymore and she literally, like Delilah's, like, let's go out. And Claire's like, where? And she just goes somewhere where I can hold your hand. Yeah. Crying. Full stop. I was. I yeah. And I love too that like she was still being respectful of the fact that Claire didn't want to tell anyone, even when that it, they were right. together. Even when they both are kind of acknowledging this is more. Than they thought at the onset, right, but she like she's still respecting the fact that she doesn't want to like, you know be seen out in public together, but she's like, let's find somewhere to go where I can hold your hand and like be on a date with you
0: so, so just, so beautiful.
1: You cannot tell me that Delilah Green doesn't, doesn't care, care.
0: <laughs> right, oh my God. um there's this Why scene. Am
1: I I'm so
0: emotional, <laughs> Molly. It's unbelievable. There's a scene where Ruby, like, comes out of her room and has drawn a tattoo on her arm. That's mm-hmm. so clearly, like, because Delilah has tattoos. Yeah. And she sits down and Delilah sees it and is like, that's really good. Mm-hmm. And Ruby goes back to her room and gets, like, her notebook. This yeah. was This was, like, such a, like... Significant moment for me for some reason, but Ruby like has her notebook and has it under the table and is like slowly turning the pages, and Delilah is so intentional about not taking it from her mm-hmm. and and like only looking, like like coming down to her level and looking at what she's willing to show. Mm-hmm. That I was just like, fuck, I don't know what I don't know what it is about that moment, that like intimate,
1: like respectful. Hmm. Well, I love it because, like, you also see the, like, the stress that Delilah gets knowing that, like, Iris and Claire are going through her Instagram and, right. like, looking at all of her art. And I love that, like, she knows as an artist, as, like, a full-blown artist how that feels. And so, like, she's giving that same respect to To Ruby. Ruby. Even like she's a child, but like she deserves that same level respect of respect that like an artist. Yes. Wants like I don't know. I just saw it. I don't know. I, I hadn't thought, thought it so about good. it in the context of them looking at her
0: Instagram. Yeah. And I think that's such a good point. It's like she is treating Ruby like she wants to be treated, mm-hmm. and she wants her art to be treated.
1: Yeah. Oh, fuck, this book was so good. It's so good. There are so many different relationships in this book Mm -hmm. because it's like obviously delilah and claire at the center but like you have these relationships with ruby and these friendships with iris and these relationships with astrid and like whatever and everything developed so well Well, and at such a perfect pace yeah like there was no part that felt lacking right or like right or like i don't know like all of a sudden you know, their best friend, like everything just felt like it went perfectly paced. I don't know.
0: I know. And I was thinking that with the relationship between Delilah and Iris, who like the, I love them. I love them. So like the three girls, Iris and Astrid and um, Claire were like Mm -hmm. best friends in high school and middle school, I think like forever. Yeah. And Delilah's always felt so left out of that group. And like, in, you, you kind of in flashbacks see how how hurtful some of the things that Iris has said. So Iris mm-hmm. specifically has said were to Delilah. And, and they're so snippy with each other, both of them. And they stay that way through the whole book. But the tone changes. Yeah. The tone changes so subtly and so well that they go from like being bitchy to being like just having banter just having banter right like having friend banter you know like yeah i I know i'm very bitchy with my like close personal friend you
1: know what i mean like yeah but in a way of love like that's such a good point like their dynamic doesn't actually change change at any point but you know the like intent behind it changes has changed right i love too. there's like a part i think it's like I don't know maybe like midway through the book I forget what Iris says and Delilah's like trying not to laugh and she thinks like in another life I think me and Iris would actually be like best friends and like by the end of the book they, they are, are right <laughs> I just love that in this
0: life Delilah you get to be best friends with yeah Iris. I'm, I'm I'm so excited to read Astrid Parker never mm-hmm. fails for so many reasons number one I feel like Astrid's relationship with her mother and like the journey that Astrid goes on is going to hit yes. a little too hard for me. Yes. Um. But I'm so excited to see Delilah in that book.
1: Yeah. Have you, you know read I mean? the synopsis for Astrid's book at all? I haven't. Like, do you know anything about the it? The only
0: thing I know is that it's not about Astrid and Josh because there was like a hot minute where I was worried that it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, do you want to know? I do. I know. W- no, I absolutely want to know. Well, okay. So I don't know exactly. I also haven't read it. I'm very excited to. But like, I do know it's a relationship with a woman. <gasps> and I'm pretty sure it's Astrid's like, by awakening. Because <laughs> the whole series is sapphic. I know that much. Oh, Like, my I'm pretty sure Iris's God. book, which comes out this year, is also sapphic. I'm
0: crying. <laughs> Oh, this is the best news I've heard in such a long time. <laughs> wow. Okay. It makes a lot of sense now because I think I looked up like who Astrid Parker's partner was and I mm-hmm. think their name is like Jordan. Yeah, and so I think I was so. Like, I like, roll, it's going to be a dude. But now I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, Jordan is <laughs> a Jendi <Yeah>. a <laughs> <a> Gen- <laughs> de- Nooch name as we say.
1: Gender nooch <laughs> Yeah, gender neutral. <laughs> I don't like
0: Nooch. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's
1: fair. That's fair. I'll reel it in. I'll reel it in. <laughs> anyway, um, but no, I am also. I'm so excited to read Astrid's book, and like, cannot wait for Iris's book to come out. Um, me too. I'm so excited. I'm so excited.
0: Um. <laughs> One thing I want to talk about, and I don't want to talk about it for long, is, <laughs> <laughs> I just want that to be clear, this is a quick pit stop, is how much Spencer sucks.
1: Oh, Spencer is the
0: absolute worst. The fucking worst. Such a good example like, of, like, what we were talking about earlier. Like, a shitty right, person who's, like, slut-shamey and just, like, terrible, Like he is the
1: villain, and he is meant to be, and he's written that way. He's written that way, and he we're supposed supposed to not like him. Like, and it's a total success
0: story. Like, absolutely Mm -hmm. hated him from start to finish, and I hope that he does not succeed in anything in his life. Yes, I mean, I mean that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, one hundred
0: percent. One hundred percent. Could not agree more. (laughs) I don't need a like Ted Lasso esque like redemption arc on Spencer. No,
1: no, no.
0: As soon as he was wearing leather loafers in the woods, <laughs> I was hike. like, get this bitch out of here. Although I no. did think it was so funny that he and Iris and Astrid went on a hike and he came back soaking wet. And, yeah. and every story Iris told from their journey on the hike together was hilarious.
1: Yes. Ugh. And then they put cayenne pepper in his underwear. In his underwear. <laughs> <gasps> oh my God. 10 out of 10 josh
0: was like i didn't have as much cayenne pepper as i thought that i did and delilah and claire were like we owe you some of that actually yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh cayenne pepper in the underwear top tier prank Top tier. yeah top tier <laughs> <sighs> oh. i love it i loved this book i love it i loved it
1: so much this book was just so good. It was And so, it's one of those, good. the more I talk about it, the more I love it. Like, you know, what? Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes you read a book and you're like, that was really good. But then as you talk about it, you're kind of like, okay, well, I didn't love this. Or like, yeah. I wish this would. And like, this is the exact opposite. I'm just like, actually, I love this even more. Even more. Than I thought when I closed it yesterday. Like,
0: yeah. And I'm like, I feel like earlier when you said that said to me about how like there is no like hatred or homophobia in this book Mm -hmm. like or no pain points like I hadn't truly thought about that until we Mm -hmm. started talking today and that is just like I don't know I feel like kind of like waves of relief are crashing on me about that like it just it's so it was so fucking lovely to read and not have it have any pain have it just yeah. be, like, very normal that these two women were falling in love for everyone. hmm Except for Astrid, who was just mad because she was... Because
1: it's her sister. Her sister. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh. Can we also... This is a small thing. Uh-huh. But, like... Because it was a small comment. But, like, Delilah mentions that as... Like, when they were younger as kids, like, Claire was a big part of her coming to terms with, like, being a lesbian. Yeah. And to then be an adult and, like, fall in love with Claire. Yes. Like, I love that for you. I know. The way she was talking
0: about, like, s- literally celebrating as a teenager when Claire came out as bi. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, it was a good day. It was a good day. I was like, fuck yeah, that is a feeling I know. <laughs> oh, okay. One thing I want to tell you before we stop talking about the, before we rate the book is mm-hmm. that... um I got this book from a, like, small bookstore in my neighborhood, and Mm -hmm. as I was reading, I found a note from the book, the owner of the bookstore, about this book. That's so fun. That says, um, hope you enjoy. This is a super sweet enemies to lovers with a bookish twist. Parentheses. Also, it's very hot, I promise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is very hot. Yeah, yeah yeah we should talk we about i don't think we uh gave enough time to the spice in this episode but it is so very hot.
0: hot it's so hot <laughs> yeah it was incredibly hot i was mm-hmm. and this might be tmi but i was taking notes <laughs> <laughs> amazing yeah that no, was it was really hot it was a hot book and like mm-hmm. so earned like the build-up between them was also so mm-hmm. hot that, like, the payoff was hotter, I thought.
1: Yeah. It, it, like, it's a bit
0: of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Bit of, like, a longing eye I- contact situation.
1: Mm-hmm. But, like, oh, just so good. So
0: good. <sighs> yeah. Oh, 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 my God. There's something I want to talk about. Oh, yes. At the Whitney, when Delilah is doing her show... Mm -hmm. Like we said earlier we were I was like waiting for Claire to show up Mm -hmm. but I also was so and I was so happy when it was Astrid and I was so happy that like the kind of the central piece of art in the installation is a self-portrait. Yeah, of Delilah, and it's she named it Found, and it's her mm-hmm. like back in the hometown in this like I mean the de- the description sounds so beautiful. She's like in this pond yeah. or something or lake Didn't or I, body of water of some kind, a sound I,
1: maybe. I got that it was on the camping trip. Was that wrong? Yeah, I think it was on. The I think so. Trip. Yeah, um, but it just
0: was like. So beautiful like it so easily could have been like a stunning portrait of Claire and like she mm-hmm. could have looked at it and been like like longing for my woman or whatever. But mm-hmm. it was a portrait of her as the person she wants to be. Yeah. And that's kind of what hit her hardest and brought yeah. her back is like that's the person I want to be and the person that helps me be that person is mm-hmm. Claire. Like that I just thought was so beautiful
1: it was it's just so good (laughs) oh my god it
0: was so good and it just like i know i've already i did my deep dive into my feelings about it already but it just was again like i don't think it was like a groundbreaking novel do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it was just like a lovely and it is just a lovely romance novel but it was Mm -hmm. groundbreaking for me you know yeah and I'm never gonna forget it
1: Mm-hmm. But it just I loved it so much I love that <sighs> on that note should we rate it yes <laughs> do you want to go first because yes. I feel like it's obvious <laughs> <laughs> I give
0: it one star no I'm kidding um this is like five stars for me for yeah. sure five out of five yeah like 100% I'd give it a six out of five if I was allowed Mm-hmm. Um, top tier book
1: yeah I also think this is a five star read like I just <sighs> what a sweet relief oh I just loved God. it yeah. I will say too because like I think I've said this before like I I don't give five stars you don't super often and this is one when, when I finished it yesterday I was like four and a half because I loved it like mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it I can't stop thinking about it and yeah. like the more I talk about it, I'm like, no, this is actually flawless. It
0: was a perfect book. I and literally it, have no notes. It's a notes, five star. Right. Yeah. I have no notes. It's it's absolutely five stars. And maybe like I'll get further away from it and have a critique or like something. But for now, I'm like, mm-hmm. no notes. It was. Yeah. I <sighs> love it. Five stars. The Mollies give this one five stars. Woo. Could you hear the bang? <laughs> that was my stamp of approval. <laughs>
1: I feel like we need like a sound oh. for when we have a five star read. Yeah. Like
0: ding 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 <laughs> ding. <laughs> we'll just make the sound. Woo <laughs> woo <laughs> Yeah. One of those. We'll use one of those. Um you wanna give it a spicy
1: rating? Yeah, I'm trying to think.
0: If this is I'm having such a hard time with our spicy rating scale because it's like yeah. the spice in this book was a five star spice. There wasn't right. like a lot of it though.
1: Is it quantity or is it quality? quality? I kind of think. I think let's
0: make a real time decision about it.
1: Yeah. And I. Because I think I've been thinking about it in terms of quantity.
0: I have too. But I kind of think we should think about it in terms of quality.
1: Hmm. What if we do
0: both? (laughs) Fuck yeah. Why (laughs) not? You know? Yeah. It's our
1: pod. We make the rules. We make the rules. (laughs) That's actually is, is that it's like is that fine? Is oh, that excessive? I don't know. i
0: fine. When Zoe and I say that to each other all the time, like I'll be like, oh, I can't. I have to do the dishes. She's like, no, you don't. We make the rules. And I'm like,
1: oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> we do make the rules.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I kind of like that because I feel like we keep running into this. This of problem. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. We're agile. We can adjust. Yeah. It's chapter nine. We can make a, some changes. <laughs> Um. Sure. Let's do quantity and quality. Okay. So, like, quality of spice, five stars.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Quantity of spice. Quantity. Probably a two.
1: I was gonna say like a two, two and a half. Yeah. 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 Like there were just like a few quality scenes. I would have loved
0: more actually that is my one critique <laughs> i do have one critique i've gotten far more spice. i've gotten far enough <laughs> away from reading of this book
1: <laughs> to have one critique and it's more spice take some of that cayenne pepper from the camping scene <laughs> take <and> it, <laughs> and out out it out throughout the pants, rest of the book
0: give it to us yes no. sorry yeah, okay. spencer's pants not josh's pants how embarrassing right right how embarrassing right. mixed up the two good... cis men in this book oops <laughs> <gasps> um okay
1: should we go to our not so kinsey scale let's do our not so kinsey scale do you want me to take do it? it away okay. Molly so the not so
0: kinsey scale is our queer alternative to the leading man um and in the not so kinsey scale the mollies use their best discretion to rank the central relationship in the book on the not so kinsey scale which is there are six categories of Starting at the bottom, we have purple, which is painful to read, a.k.a. a gay tragedy. Um, blue, which is broke back Mountain. So everyone is in deep pain, and it's because they're gay. It's kind of the theme of that category. Mm-hmm. Green is kind of gross. Too much homophobia. Yellow is you're close, which is almost great. Orange mm-hmm. is outrageously hot. This speaks for itself. And red Woo. is raise the roof. Perfect. Beautiful. We loved it. Those are our six tiers. So, Mal, um where are you feeling like Claire and Delilah fit on the uh the scale
1: so I feel like and we we ran into this before with bucking around specifically right yeah we like absolutely raise the roof but mm-hmm. like yeah also this book is outrageously hot so like
0: <laughs> yeah I think I and I genuinely believe this I think we should do
1: a, a category that's Roarange. <laughs> Roaring. <laughs> what would like a like a red and orange combo be? Like just a flame, <laughs> flames, <laughs> just fire, just fire. <laughs> but yeah, like no, yeah, I think you're right. Raise the roof, but don't forget this book is outrageously <laughs> hot.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a red orange. Yeah, for sure. Okay, all right, Molly, it's time for you to to take us to anatomy class.
1: Ah. <sighs> Our Our favorite time. <laughs> so uh, anatomy class is the time of the pod where Molly or myself, <laughs> one of us, Molly's, shares um, either our favorite or least favorite uh, euphemism for a body part that we have found in a romance novel. Um, I would like to break the rules today. i, I <laughs> a little bit love when you break the rules. So rather than giving you a word, I would like to read a sentence to you Fuck <laughs> from yeah. a book um, because this made me fully stop. I had to like take a moment to collect myself because it was so awful to me. <gasps> oh I'm not going to say what the book is because that feels mean. Okay. And I do love this book, but I will say it is a book we have both read. Oh I know God. that much. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm um. so excited. <laughs> so it says, um, as I talk, I play with her delicate nub. It's engorged and throbbing, slick with her juices, and so full and ripe, I feel like I could pop it like a berry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I, I am. Genuinely I genuinely speechless. I almost couldn't go on. Engorged. I did go on. Pop but... it like a berry. Engorged, Engorged and throbbing. And throbbing. Oh my god! There were so, so many problems within that sentence, and so they just many. all happened so close together. It, it
0: like kind of turns the corner from being like you're like. You start to read this muddy scene, you're like, this is hot. And as soon as that happens, it turns the corner to be like, actually, am I in pain? It sounds physically <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> painful. Pop it like, like a, a berry. berry. I, don't, I don't, I had never read that before. I don't want to think about anyone popping my we engorged also, nub like a berry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is, we terrifying. also threw
0: nub and juices <laughs> and into juices. the mix. <laughs> that, that is like, It's like the all star team of anatomy class, right there. That sends.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I read that and I was like, I need to make sure everyone else hates this as much as I do. No, I. Can you read it again? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Pull it back up. One more time from the top. (laughs) As I talk, I play with her delicate nub. No, play.
0: (laughs) We're off to a bad start with play. I don't know why. Her Her delicate delicate nub. nub.
1: It's engorged and throbbing. That doesn't sound slick delicate. Slick with her juices. Oof. And so full and ripe, I could pop... I feel like I could pop it like a berry.
0: Full and ripe?
1: No. Yeah,
0: I... No, nope. that, that is a, a rough sentence. Yep. I would like to have a conversation with the author because I have some complaints.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, that's my... um. I broke the rules a little bit, but that's my no, contribution I, I think for today. I think
0: it's an excellent addition to how we can do anatomy class, which is mm-hmm. full line readings of <laughs> horror shows. Full and ripe, I want to pop it like a berry. It just, Mm-mm. like... The imagery again, and I'm sorry to get graphic here, but the imagery of a clitoris popping is popping so viscerally. I
1: actually like to me. want to throw up yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. Like,
0: ugh, no, oof, that gives me the absolute Mm-mm. heebie-jeebies.
1: No, I hate it. I hate it. And now you can <laughs> <laughs> all hate it too. <laughs> God.
0: We're it's very like. Well, if I'm going down, everyone's coming down with if me. If I
1: have to endure <laughs> this. <laughs> all right. What Should we tell people what we're reading next? Yes.
0: I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Next up, we're reading uh, one of my all-time favorite books, which is Next to You by Hannah Bonham Young.
1: This is also one of my favorite books of <laughs> all time.
0: It's going to be very fun. We're going to be doing nothing but gushing probably. So Yes.
1: Yeah. Fun fact. We have both already read this book.
0: Surprise. we <laughs> will be rereading it. Yeah. For the pod. I'm so excited. Yes. I'm so excited. Me too. Um, and on that note, friends, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok and Storygraph and wherever you get your pods. Um, please feel free to reach out to us and talk to us. We We love you all. Thanks for being here. That was so good. Thank you so much. We should just click that. (laughs) And use Use it it every every time. time. Yep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It only took us how many weeks to get past our awkward (laughs) life. 18, I think, is the the answer on that one. Um, And on that note, happy reading. Don't forget to read whatever the hell you want. Be shameless. We love it. Bye. Bye.